that's what Bob Iger says in his book. Surround yourself <laughs> with people that know what they're talking about yeah. and trust them. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 122. This episode of 202, we talk about Disney makes money moves, Gamer rages online, and Anton catches them all. I'm out for us. And I'm Anton Duong. Ever since you told me that you played this video game on the Switch called Pokemon Sword, Yes. Yeah, I, I kind of uh, got into it, but I got the the yeah. other version, which is Shield. Yeah, yeah so you bought it within. <laughs> you bought it within twenty four hours of me telling you I've been playing. <laughs> yeah, no, you know what's funny? I, I I did buy it within twenty four hours, but I didn't touch it for a couple of days because uh, I, I didn't really have time for it. But when I did have time for it, oh my god, I just rammed through the whole entire video game. Uh, I finished everything it, that was supposed to be done, except for catching all the Pokemon. It's so easy to run through it, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems um, like it seems like uh, probably halfway through the game, when you think you're at your halfway point, you are at the halfway point. But however, everything starts speeding up because the, it, it seems like they kind of half-assed everything at, towards the end. Because you get I, like <laughs> three or four of the uh, gym badges within like a span of walking so oh, far. Yeah, yeah, they're like almost mm-hmm. back to back. Mm-hmm. Um, like I had that moment cause I was playing it earlier just to finish the story. Um, yeah. I, I pretty much knocked out the semifinals, the tower and the tournament, uh, but the, I was about to face the champion, but my battery ran low. So I had to save it and stop there. But I oh. did that all within an hour. It was like mm-hmm. all like back to back to back. I re- it was really just nonstop battling. So I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, cool. And especially if you have uh, a high level Pokemon, you can just go straight through it. Even then, I-, I feel like the other versions, you had to have your Pokemon at level 70, 60 to face the, the you know, the, the final four or whatever. The, yeah, the elite four. The elite, the, the elite four. Yeah. Um, but in this one, it's like what, 50, 60? Yeah, around there. So, yeah, it's pretty easy. So what'd you think of the game? Uh, I, I, I like it. I, I do like the fact that it's uh, more open roaming and you're mm-hmm. able to see what Pokemon you're, you want to catch and you can go uh, yeah. run towards them. And yeah, I, I really like that feature. However, there is something that I felt that is kind of uh, lacking is you, you do see some of the characters um, when you log into the online mode. You can see them mm-hmm. walking around. But you can only interact them through a menu. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, Ycom. Yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of it. It's very confusing. It's like it gives you notifications, but the notifications really tell you nothing. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to filter to just like, uh, I think they're called max raids. Mm-hmm. And even then, some of them are not. They're just notifications. They're not invitations to join the max raid. So th- th- I think that's something that needs to be fine-tuned. Yeah. Uh, we We had some fun trying to... Uh, understand how to do the link trade yeah <laughs> which after we figured it out it seems very straightforward but we mm-hmm. were overthinking it yeah we were yeah, yeah i think that's the thing about this game is there's a lot of features in there that you know uh, a lot of people would appreciate once they learn how it works uh like mm-hmm. one of the things that like uh the like you told me one of the tips that you gave me was uh towards starting the game was to get into poke jobs Yes. Which is uh, uh, you send Pokemons on like a work day. It's, and it's slave labor. Just say it. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> that's basically just... what it is, dude. 
Because yeah. I mean, you're well. In a way, you're you're not really getting paid anything, but your Pokemon does level up. So that's it, it, your your Pokemon gains experience, and sometimes you get a prize out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that came in handy. It's good, so you kind of have to, you don't have to rotate through your Pokemon as much. Mm-hmm. And then when you do need certain types of Pokemon, they're leveled up already. So you really just have to mm-hmm. train and evolve them at that point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, since you and I coordinated, it's been kind of fun playing with the breeding feature. Yeah. Um, and that's I, like kind I, of I, been I, breeding I, the... Yeah, I think the whole breeding thing is is really cool. Um, but for people it's who... It's so complicated. Yeah, it's very complicated. And especially like... Because they have these rare shiny Pokemons, which is like a perfect mm-hmm. Pokemon that has like the perfect IV, which is uh, which means uh, the highest uh, specs of a Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's so perfect that, you know, uh, that you can't really catch them by going through the game. You have to. Well, sometimes you can. But it's super. If you're rare. lucky, yeah, you yeah. have to be really lucky. Yeah, yeah. There's a the because I, I was I kind of went down a YouTube rabbit hole trying to find out the whole breeding thing, like what exactly mm-hmm. we need to do, mm-hmm. and there is this whole breeding mechanic behind like people trying to show you how to uh, breed uh, competitive Pokemon. So mm-hmm. you you know you not just you're finding the perfect IV Pokemon, but you're finding ways to uh, try to hatch the perfect IV Pokemon. And there's sometimes like, oh, the, you know, if you get two Pokemon, if one's holding one item and one's holding this other item, uh, it'll transfer over the attack stats or like the, the normal stats for one and then the special stats for the other one. So combined, you have a good chance of getting a perfect overall strong Pokemon. That's pretty interesting. Wow. It's intense, dude. I'll, I'll try to find the video again and send it to you, but it's like, wow, I'm probably not going to touch that for another couple of weeks until yeah. I, I feel like I, I need something, a challenge to do. Yeah, I, I think you need to finish the story mode first just to get that out of the way before you start um, doing all of the Pokemon breeding. Because uh, mm-hmm. um, I, I think that's what I mainly focused on was just to get the story out of the way so then I can just focus on what I need to do now, which is catching all the Pokemons, um, mm-hmm. collecting them, and yeah. uh, breeding them. So Yeah. yeah. Uh, de- you definitely need to play with the link trade feature. Mm-hmm. Um, that one is, is interesting. You see some really rare type Pokemon that you can tell like, oh, this is... <laughs> they're not just trading basic Pokemon to complete a Pokedex. They're trading like the shinies they're trading the versions of pokemon from other games that aren't in sword and shield mm-hmm. uh, i think the example i gave you was i got a bulbasaur and the bulbasaur is not even the pokedex here yeah so uh in the last episode we were talking about pokemon home so in mm-hmm. order to get those pokemons from those other games you can go as far back as sun and moon which is on i think ds mm-hmm. yeah and uh, um yeah the thing about that is it's a long process if you were to trade it because you have to uh, update the game on the DS and then uh, connect to Pokemon Home and then uh, transfer it over. But I mean, that. with that being said, it, it makes it easier so you can keep all of your Pokemon. But it's kind of stupid. Okay, <laughs> l- l- let me explain how this works, okay? So each video game that you play uh, in the past will have their own library of Pokemon that you caught. And mm-hmm. you basically transfer it wherever you want. It'll keep the same specs, the same move sets. Everything's yeah. the same. Um, but on certain games, those moves will not transfer over. Um, yeah. They're not yeah. grandfathered in. Yeah, they're not grandfathered in. But even though you can see that it has certain moves, but you can't use them. Mm-hmm. 
And when yeah. you do uh, try to um, like teach it new moves, you have to get mm-hmm. rid of the old moves. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nah. And let's say in the past you have like uh, some really good IV Pokemons. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the attack powers don't transfer over because they think it's too overpowering in the new game. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They're trying to keep the the game balance. Yeah. But the cool thing um, is, if you if you transfer it back into the original game, it'll have the same mm-hmm. stats uh, as it was before. It's just a new okay. one. It doesn't do that. Yeah. Just the way it has to translate it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Anton. Uh, well. I mean, I still need to finish the story. You're still trying to finish your Pokédex and maybe do some more shiny and and, and high IV hunting before the baby comes, Mm -hmm. which I was updating our uh, podcast board, uh, the board I used to track topics, release dates, recording dates. Nice. That's the mug I sent you. Um, Yep. This is Yoda Best Dad. What's it it again? Yeah. Yeah. It says Yoda Best (laughs) Dad. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was looking at the dates and, uh, really episode 126 might be either the last episode before the baby's born or the second to last episode before the baby's born. Who knows? Um, I'm just hoping, I'm just hoping the baby comes during that time, not any earlier. Um, well, cause the, the recording date for that one for 126 is scheduled for April 23rd. Yeah. Uh, which the then the next one wouldn't be until May fifth, May seventh. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably take uh, so a month break. That, maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. depends on. I mean, really, family first. Dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. We'll see. I mean, we'll know closer to that date. We have social media. Follow us at the TLC on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for updates. Yeah. Uh, so, in case we go so away. my cousin, he, him and his wife, they were supposed to expect a baby next month, uh-huh. but the baby came today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's a preemie. Yeah. No, is it um, okay? probably two two weeks. I mean, he oh, still okay. looks oh, okay. like a very healthy baby. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, they oh, ate a good. lot. Like, the stuff that they were eating, it was constant. But the baby came yeah. out pretty healthy, so. That's good. Surprised. No, that's good. Then. So, you, you meant next month. You meant, like, early. It was supposed to come. Uh, the due date was, like, early March. Uh, yeah, I think it was early March. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, So, speaking of things coming early. That makes sense. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, Lent's well, Ash Wednesday was yesterday, which is the kickoff for Lent. Where's your uh, Ash? I don't see any it's, Ash. It, I had Ash on my face last night, okay. Um, after church, uh, and I, I'm kind of happy I go after church because I don't, it feels kind of awkward walking around during a day, even though I, even though I see people with the ash on their face during the day, it's still, I don't know. Anyways, um, so, I mean, again, this year, I'm pretty much going to go, uh, what's it called? Pescatarian, mm-hmm. which, like, no meat other than fish, um, and no fast food, and no nice. soda. Sushi, the whole entire month. Pretty much. Pokeballs. <laughs> Pokeballs, nice. Uh, yeah. Eat some so Pokeballs, that's like play some Pokemon, yeah, it'll work out. A lot, a lot, of, po- a lot of Pokey. Yeah. Uh, pokey sticks, nice. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta pokies, do some whatever. hokey pokey yeah that's what it's all about man <laughs> <laughs> all right uh another thing too that we talked about last episode but uh now i actually got to do it was the cooking class mm-hmm. uh so i took a, a pasta making class with my girlfriend it was uh my my valentine's day gift slash date for uh with me and her and it was nice dude it was at the what's it called it's one of those hotels on Harbor by Disney. It's like right across from a Target. Oh, um, oh, on, is it Double Tree? It's one of Double Tree. It's by it's by a it's by a, it's a Joe's Italian Ice. Oh yeah, I, I, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe's Cap, Crab Shack. It's like that 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 corner right there. 
yeah uh, there's a um uh, outback steakhouse and stuff there yeah 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 exactly yeah there's like three ho- yeah there's like three hotels there so it was in one of those it was in the uh this restaurant inside the hotel called uh basil the basil basil mm-hmm. um and it was the our chef was named encino alagia Al- 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, really nice chef, dude. He was he was very fun. He can, you can tell the passion he loves he has for cooking. Um, he ha- he was he was serious about the cooking, the everything about it, but he was also very casual about it and and very approachable with the food. Like he would like if he saw somebody doing something wrong, he would obviously correct them, but he'd make it fun. He you know he you know he didn't try to make you feel awkward or stupid or anything like that. And at the same time, he kind of went like, it's, <laughs> I can see like, like a, a Gordon Ramsay moment. Like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? <laughs> that would be, that would be me as a chef. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but like, dude, like, it was a, he was a great, he was a great teacher. Uh-huh. Um, he, he was very much like, Hey, man, there's a, you know, there's a bar in the restaurant. You know, I don't mind if you guys go get some drinks. You can't have fun cooking without drinks. Go ahead. And oh, wow. Then, <laughs> and, yeah, so mm-hmm. he was a he was a cool guy. So like, mm-hmm. of course, my girlfriend had her wine. I was drinking my uh my beer, my mm-hmm. mango cart. Okay, Ooh, uh, man, mango cart sounds really good right now. It was so good, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and it you know what it did add to the class though because it kind of loosened everybody up and everybody was more social. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was really cool. No, the, I'm the gonna go get some t- mango cart <laughs> probably tomorrow. I don't I, yeah. see. Uh, I I drank it in California. I haven't drank it uh-huh. here, so I don't even know if they have it here. Yeah, I would say it's a, it's an LA brewery, so I don't know mm-hmm. if they would have it there. Uh, maybe. No, no, it, it, it was a Bud Light flavor. Uh, oh, oh, okay, okay. There's a there's a Bud Light version. Uh, so the recipe, he, so the recipe he taught us was a uh, actual recipe that his grandma taught him. Uh-huh. Um, and he also gave us the recipe for the pasta and the uh sauce that we made. So it was. I, I can't wait to try this again. It was awesome. I will say it is very exhausting. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, just just working that dough until like the gluten is is uh like kind of cross laid and um and and rested. It, dude, it, it it it's a good arm workout. Yeah. Um. So what, my girlfriend what type of said, pasta is this again? Uh, it's just normal pasta. So it, it's it's traditional pasta. The flour. Are you guys doing uh, like uh linguine, um, spaghetti? What, what type of noodle style? Uh, I forgot what it's called. Uh, it's the it's it's flat and wide. I forgot what it's called. Something eeny. <laughs> Probably some, something eeny. Uh, <laughs> something eeny. Fettuccine linguine. Uh, let's see here. It is just Tort- pasta dough. Tortellini, perhaps. No, it's not. Yeah, I can't think of it. Mm-hmm. No, but I, I mean, I posted the pictures on my social media, so you can look at it later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. So I, I recommend the the place that is called Koku Social, C O C U Social. Um, they mainly have bookings in Los Angeles, but every now and then they have it like in the Orange County, Riverside area. Uh, mm-hmm. LA tends to have more options like um, sushi. I didn't uh, get that. Could you try again? No, Siri, <laughs> I will not. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, it's funny how like macros. Siri jumps in once in a while. I get yeah. that a lot. Like I'm talking yeah. to my wife Julie. I was I would just talk to her, just having a regular conversation, and then Siri just comes in, breaks the whole mood. Yeah, ruins it. Yeah, same mm-hmm. thing with that chick Alexa. 
Yeah. All right, Anton. Uh, that's it for my week. My week updates. How about oh, you? Oh, uh, that was in the Anaheim Marriott Suites. Marriott and Suites. You yes. said the the name of the restaurant is Basil's Restaurant and Bar, and I guess that company just rented out the restaurant. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, all the locations that they have listed on the website are going to be restaurants, and that's mm-hmm. mainly for uh, hygiene re- reasons and also you know access to cook cooking areas yeah 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 so yeah oh and uh, uh mango cart is you're right it's by golden road and yep there we go yeah so the first time i had mango cart was at the oc fair and dude i i had probably three three uh three sixteen no i think when you're at the oc fair the, the cups are huge right they're about like that yeah. yeah 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 so i had Actually, about three of those you pay for it Mm-hmm. I was like, you pay for it, but yeah. Yeah. Uh oh, actually another one too. Uh I think it's also Golden Road, but um uh what's it called? Melon Cart. That one's awesome too. Ooh. Uh, they have it in stock here. Nice. nice. Uh the one I don't recommend is the pineapple one. No good. Uh it is not good. Like there, I don't get any hint of, you know, the, the, the pineapple sweetness or the flavor. It's just kind of acidic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not my thing but yeah uh mango cart and the melon cart that one those are bomb mm-hmm. all right uh anton you ready for some news yeah sure let me add a couple of these to the cart okay let's get into <laughs> news all right uh starting off big disney has randomly and no not randomly but quite suddenly replaced their ceo bob Iger with uh his name chapek there you go Mm -hmm. uh he was the chairman of parks uh, disney parks experiences and products uh this was a sudden move it was just really got notification there's no warning other than disney uh replaced the ceo effective immediately uh bob Iger is still with the company he's uh He's serving as the executive chairman mm-hmm. uh, for pretty much the remainder of his contract. Yeah. So he's doing all of the creative stuff, which is what he mm-hmm. always wanted to do. Uh, I have a feeling that he's not going to leave the company and continue as more of the creative side. Um, mm-hmm. I think that he probably wants to get into producing and doing movies that he likes to do because it seems like he's very happy with that. And he's very involved in uh, the process of, you know, acquiring all these properties and being able to have a little bit of insight. And uh, um, yeah, I I think that's probably one of the reasons why he made all of these acquisitions is when Mm -hmm. he retires, he's having fun doing his retirement. I mean, I think he's the he's out of the long. I mean, was like almost 100 years, just over 100 years, no, under 100 years that Disney Company has been around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Iger is only the seventh CEO for the whole company. Um, yeah. and I mean, during his term, we, he, he, he had the acquisition of Pixar in 2006, mm-hmm. Lucasfilms in 2012, 21st Century Fox in 2019, and oh, I missed, uh, Marvel in tw- 2009. Mm-hmm. Uh, big purchases. Uh, I think a lot of people were kind of oversimplifying his success, saying, oh, well, his, his strategy was just buy everything. I'm like, no, it's also what you do with the properties. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Marvel, as as big of a name as, as it is now and as it was back in the day, Iron Man was pretty much its biggest success in a while that got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And success or not, the company was struggling. That's why they started selling off characters to Sony and Fox. 
Yeah, and uh, the or thing the is, yeah, that's true. And the thing with Disney is, you know, um, their creative team are getting a lot older, and the only mm-hmm. fresh ideas and the only library of characters that they can probably purchase that is going to make really good money is Marvel. I mean, you yeah. know, DC is probably not going to um, be as you know uh, successful uh, because yeah. Marvel already built a foundation with uh, the starter movies. Yeah. I think that acquisition I mean, was just, you know, bars not. I mean, really, I mean, what you see in all these, though, is like, I mean, Pixar, you see the technology, but you also see the creative stories behind it, the mm-hmm. the outside-the-box thinking. Uh, Lucasfilms is probably one of those things that, like, Disney saw the potential in that, in that universe. And aside from the novels, Star Wars didn't really have big success after uh, Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the prequels kind of it, it it flopped and it scared a lot of people off from Star Wars, at least a, a certain generation. Yeah, uh, the animated stuff. Truthfully, I think the 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 prequels uh, a lot of people hated it, but they also love it at the same time. It's weird. The th- the prequels set up a universe and create mm-hmm. a history. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, they are boring as hell. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> that you know when, when I was when I was trudging through the 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 trilogies back in November and uh, in December with my girlfriend, that those are the ones that made me nervous. Mm-hmm. And and even she pointed out that she doesn't get why Padme liked Anakin. Like there is no chemistry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the way like she enjoyed. Uh, uh, Han and, and Leia's, you know, on and off, on and off, uh, yeah. romance. I think I'm glad I watch the um the Clone Wars because the chemistry yes. works so much better in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, 21st Century Fox, we're really still seeing the beginnings of that. That's still, I mean, it's still process. We still haven't seen the the full impact to Hulu. Um, we're still waiting for the Fox Marvel characters to be integrated into this phase of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see how it goes, but I mean, I'm I'm not really concerned. I, the Disney is such a big property; it's not just one person. Yeah, it's a, it's a big you know weight to bear as the head of a big a big corporation like that. But I mean, trust your people. That's what you know. That's what Bob Iger says in his book: surround yourself <laughs> with people that know what they're talking about yeah. and trust them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Bob Chapek, I I think I believe in him. Um, we we have they, seen him. Well, I have seen him on uh, a couple of um uh, keynotes that he did for the parks. Uh, he yeah. he did a couple of announcements, like when he was announcing the Marvel uh, integration with California Adventure. Um. I thought you know he he knew what he was talking about. Uh, I think that is probably one of the first times that he's ever uh, done a keynote this big, and I think he handled it pretty well. But I think I don't know. Um, I mean, you gotta have some faith in him too, though, because it's mm-hmm. not like Disney made the sudden decision to put him in charge. Uh, it, something we talked about when that when I first uh, when we first talked about the uh, Bob Iger's book, Ride of a Lifetime, was that he planned to retire a long time ago, like probably yeah. 2015. Mm-hmm. And because of the Hong Kong, uh, the, the Hong Kong was supposed to be his sign off, his, his, his Shanghai, last sorry. project, Shanghai. Shang, Shanghai. Shanghai was supposed to be his last one to like uh, finish off his career. Like that's his big note. And then the, the shootings happened, not the shooting, the, yeah, yeah the, the shooting, shooting and then the crocodile eating the and kid. The cro- 
Yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah, he did, he knew, you know, the company needed uh, to, to a strong leader still in place. Uh, he knew what the impact would be publicly if something like that happened. And all of a sudden the, the head of the company bailed um, mm-hmm. and then the Fox merger happened. And then he's like, I can't leave the company with this big acquisition. That was billions of dollars, dude. And we talked about that deal for at least a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, I mean, this is right now with this lull, with the success Disney has, it's a good handoff. And I'm pretty sure Bob Chapek was uh, well aware of, hey, uh, if I when I if and when I go, I'm handing this off to you. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, that's pretty much wraps it up for Bob Iger. Um, you know, leaving the well, not leaving yet, but uh, his uh, legacy. But yeah. uh, other than that, we have another legacy that is coming into light. Uh, the project was called Project Luminous, and it mm-hmm. was a project that was announced at last year's Star Wars Celebration. And mm-hmm. uh, they finally have a name for it. It is called Star Wars The High Republic. And what this is, is it's a launch of new stories. Um, there's going to be a, uh, a bunch of really rich characters, um, storyline, uh, new places. And, you know, it's, it's kind of a very, very interesting era. Uh, they mm-hmm. referenced this in a couple of um, uh, series. Uh, they they did it in books. They talked about it in some of the uh, animated series and in some of the movies. Mm-hmm. And what this is, is it takes place during a time, I think like 2,000 years before or something like that. Estimated. 200, 200 years before the, the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Okay. So 200 years before the Phantom Menace. And mm-hmm. during this time, this is like where um, a lot of space explorers weren't like fully immersed yet um there yeah. was a like a lot of space stations in the galaxy and this there would is, be this is this is star wars is star trek enterprise yeah this is like the <laughs> the, the, the prequel before the, all these established bases all these planets haven't have been yeah placed. and a lot of these planets hasn't been explored fully yet so during mm-hmm. this time i i think uh, a, a lot of these jedis are going out there um, making peace exactly like uh, Star Trek. Yeah, they're, so, they're ambassadors. Mm-hmm. But ambassadors with lightsabers. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, so, yeah. Action, man. <laughs> just, just so kind of excited lightsaber. for this. Yeah, so kind of excited for this. And the reason why I'm excited is because some of the storytellers um, for this series is J.J. Abrams, uh, Beckham Mayer, uh, DK, Inside Edition, Titan Publishing, uh, mm-hmm. Viz Media, uh, Disney Lucasfilm, uh, Marvel Comics is doing some stuff, Del Rey, IDW Publishing, uh, and there's going to be a couple of more um, uh, books that are going to be talking yeah. about that era too. So kind of excited to see all that because we're going to get a lot of really crazy comic I, book novels and all that good stuff. I kind of see this as Lucasfilm kind of testing the waters of what stories do you want to see next? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, like they're, they're bombarding everything from adult and young uh, young books or young young adult books, uh, comic books, all, like all this stuff. I'm like it's they're really trying to see, you know, can we get away from the Skywalker century mm-hmm. and see what other stories we can tell you in the Star Wars mm-hmm. universe? Yeah, and are are we gonna get you know more Baby Yodas than them? Uh, you know, are, are we gonna learn? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, where, I mean, like where they come from. 
I mean, Yoda can still be in it. He's 900 years mm-hmm. old. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He can yeah, still make an right. appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, or I mean, at the very least, we can maybe maybe find out what happened to a species or where he came from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I really wish that we got more of Qui Gon because he was a pretty cool character. Liam Neeson. I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I feel like we got we got chipped on that one. Qui Gon was kind of a tough master, though. <laughs> I mean, I, I, re, rewatching Phantom Menace, I, like he was not a really uh, he was not a very uh, uh social master the way the way uh, Obi Wan was to uh, Anakin and and eventually Luke. Yeah, he was really strict. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Anton. Uh, what else is going on with Star Wars here? Uh, let's see. So smugglers. Yeah. So Star Wars smugglers run has been out for a while uh, at the Disney park. And, uh, um, so it's a part, it's a ride where you get to drive the millennium Falcon. Mm -hmm. So recently only the people who worked on the ride would know about this. So this kind of like slowly start to leak out. Um, Mm -hmm. there is a chewy mode for this ride. So, um, do I get a onesie? I mean, they do sell onesies there. <laughs> I have the I have the onesie for yeah. for Halloween. I wore it for for costume. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, I don't think they mind if you wear that. Um, I don't think Chewie would mind. I do. Uh, it's freaking hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, when you ride Smuggler's Run, uh, usually, um, what's his name? Something Onaka. Damn it! What? Forgot his name. Uh, Onaka. Oh, Naka. Ooh, Chaka. Ooh, Chaka. What's his name? He's in the <laughs> he's in the animated series. Oh, Naka, you didn't. Star Wars. Oh, Naka. Osaka? No, Hondo. Duh. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so H- Hondo Onaka is the voiceover for the ride. And mm-hmm. um, before the ride even starts, you need a full crew and there are certain buttons that you have to press and mm-hmm. you have to press it a certain way. And uh, you won't know. Actually, yeah. Once you have initiated um, the button presses for each person, you will get a Wookiee sound. So you get Ch- Chewbacca basically going. Oh, oh thank God you did it. I, I was about to do it. I'm like, I would just sound like I'm breathing out. <laughs> yeah. Took a lot of practice there. Um, All right. <laughs> But yeah, it's pretty cool. So throughout the whole entire um, uh, smuggling run, all you hear is just the whole time. <laughs> so it's, I'm so happy you're actually saying it and didn't just like record it once and just played it over and over again. <laughs> yeah. So then he, he keeps yelling at you throughout the whole entire thing. He's probably telling you like, go left, go right, go forward, you know, shoot them or just but, or just swearing at you. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but all a in a wookie voice I was like, he has a temper he's ripped off the arms of, of people so oh, clearly yeah. he has he has rage uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's kind of cool uh kind of like a, a little easter egg um there's a whole guide to how you can do it um a lot of people didn't really know that it was possible because there was only a couple of clips on like someone's instagram or something but mm-hmm. i guess now it's the secrets out okay mm-hmm. sounds like fun Mm-hmm. All right, Anton. So some other stuff leaked online uh, for the Batman. Uh, we finally got to see the co- the full costume, not in a red hue, but actually outdoors in the rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw the stuntman for the movie wearing the suit. And a lot of people are not digging the ears. 
Yeah, the ears uh, look like uh, um, like someone very made nar- like a Batman toy or something. Yeah, they mm-hmm. look they look more narrow than the Batman Beyond like ears. True, but yeah. with yeah, um, I'm not a fan of it. But I mean, I mean, we'll grow on it. Uh, looking back at the at the Christian Bale Batman uh, Batman mask, it kind of looked weird now too. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also got to like see what the full costume looks like. I I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it looks a little more homemade, mm-hmm. yeah. but still good. Uh, and also one other detail I discovered that we didn't have last time we recorded, last time we talked about it. Uh, we talked about the emblem on his chest, mm-hmm. and that you said it looked like a batarang. I said it looked like knives or something. I don't know what it was. Uh, but it turns out it's supposed to be the gun that killed his parents, chopped in half. Like the handle, it was chopped in half and then split to make the bat. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the the part, the middle part, is the handle, and then the the wings are part of the barrel. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. So clearly, yeah. So clearly, he got the a hole that killed his parents. Hmm. <laughs> um. But yeah. So you can see that the pictures and also the clip of the stuntman eating it, uh, in the rain. Uh, on our social media at the two OC on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So when I first saw, you know, uh, the leaked pictures, yeah. the first thought that came to my head was skinny, it's skinny Batman? Question mark. No, you know what? Too uh, before I realized it was a stuntman, it looked like maybe I, I thought maybe it was like screen testing of Ben Affleck mm-hmm. in the new suit. Uh, but then when I saw the video, I'm like, oh, that's the stuntman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was skeptical at first, but once I I, I I searched around and poked around a bit, I was like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, I don't. I'm not a fan of behind the scene video like that, but this is zero spoiler in it. Really, mm-hmm. just see Batman out in the rain in a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, which gives us a hint that it might be year one Batman, but mm. uh, we'll see. All right, Anton. Uh, something else that happened online that set the set Twitter on fire. Uh, Ninja, the gamer slash uh, competitive gamer slash streamer, pissed off a lot of people when yeah, he, he says, <laughs> "Yeah, your peoples." Yeah. Uh, he said, "If you don't get mad after losing, you have a weak mindset." Uh, and I think this might have to do with people with what he does and people's reactions towards him um i, I think it's the exact thing or he added when you stop getting angry after losing you've lost twice and i'm sorry but there's a difference between raging and and taking what you're doing seriously yeah uh i i get he might be annoyed people saying it's why are you getting why are you making this much money or th- why is this your career when it's just a game but also don't let your rage control you this is the dark side <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think you know his whole whole fame and all these things that is happening to him has gotten to him you know like yeah. he forgot who he was it's i don't know dude. It, it, also him saying that, i'm sure will piss off a lot of religious people because i mean even uh, i i think a lot of religions teach the whole thing about the whole controlling your rage or your yeah. inner demons mm-hmm. um and giving to them is a sign of weakness <laughs> yeah. so complete opposite of what we said mm-hmm. uh but yeah so uh it's, it's nice to see that the internet doesn't just take what certain celebrities say you know at heart yeah um all right other bit of news here the midnight society continues so a while ago, I think it was last summer, actually, we talked about the show, Are You Afraid of the Dark coming back to Nickelodeon? Oh, yeah. Uh, it turns out it's already out, and it just, I think they're like on episode two, and they just renewed it for season two. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, so I mean, it, it's good. Yeah, so it's good to know that the show Are You Afraid of Dark has has been a success with this new generation. I mm-hmm. want to check it out. Apparently, the stories are creepy. Yeah, uh, that they've done it justice. So I, I'm going to check that out. Hopefully, it's on Hulu. If not, probably the Nickelodeon website. Mm, okay. All right. Uh, next here we have the child news. So the child from the Mandalorian. Uh, a lot of the toys aren't going to be available until this summer. And then some other stuff that's more complex won't be available into fall until until winter, if not early spring of 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for those of you that can't wait, Build-A-Bear has announced that it'll be available in their stores this spring, although they didn't give an exact date. I did uh, pre-order some some stuff. I don't what, even know what I pre-ordered. What? I think it was like Probably one of ju- the first things that they announced. That was available, and then I just pre-ordered it. I can't remember I think, what it was. I think it was a Funko. Funko yeah, Funko. which which you probably won't get till till June. I think June or July was the estimate they gave when I looked at it. Yeah. All right, Anton. Uh, what else is going on in the gaming world? Okay, so uh, let's go with the first news here. So Xbox announced their specs, and you know this is um this is kind of big news because uh, uh you know Xbox and PlayStation haven't really released their official specs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, when 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 Sony PlayStation uh, mm-hmm. released their dev kits, the specs were really ridiculous. Like, it's way mm-hmm. up there. And with... Uh, and for those of you who don't know what that is, that, that's the, the kits that, you know, game, game developers or others can use to design the game and know what environment their game would be played in so it could run as as optimal as pro- as possible yeah the closest possible redundant. to the actual machine that's going to be produced yes yeah so uh yeah the the specs hasn't been released for playstation but they were able to uh, have a lot of developers uh, leak out the specs and yeah it's really ridiculous it's it's way up there to where uh, people are having a, a big wow factor. Um, and then now uh, Xbox. Yeah. Blow. Yeah. Uh, for people who are listening, Alan just did a mind blown. <laughs> the, yeah. Just like the hand explosions and the wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so let me read the specs here. Um, let me see right here. So Xbox announced that they are doing 12 teraflops. Um mm-hmm. To dumb it down, oh. it's basically how big of a world can be rendered in a single uh, environment. So, you know, like back in the days, let's say PS1 uh, mm-hmm. or N64, uh, the level that you're usually on can only be so big. Yeah. And uh, let's say it's a b- really big environment, but the only thing is everything's like very minimal. There's not a lot of stuff on the screen. Yeah. Is that you can? Yes, it is. <laughs> Freaking scared the crap out of me right now. Yeah, I was like, oh, "Is that okay?" Yeah, so I got be assassinated. Uh, <laughs> so twelve teraflops is insanely big amount of things to render in a, a video game. Yeah. Um, with that, you're able to pretty much almost make a realistic room, world, city, uh, mm-hmm. a metropolis city. So that's kind of a big deal. And uh, Xbox is able to get it up to 12 teraflops, which is very close to what um, PlayStation PlayStation has for their dev kits. So that's a good thing. Um, They also have variable rate shading, which is like the shading of like the colors and and everything on um, everything in the environment. 
-hmm. one of the big things that is very important to these new generation consoles is ray tracing. Uh, what ray tracing is uh, when the light hits a specific object, it's mm -hmm. able to render uh, all of those uh, shading uh, of the shadows and uh, lighting effects and everything uh, down to the pixel. So um, in the past, they were able to do that, but I mean, it, it would just be spreading all over the place where it doesn't really um, look as realistic as this ray tracing technology. So mm -hmm. it's able to do that. Um, both of these systems will be able to do that, which is insanely beautiful. Uh, you'll be able to see it if you do a quick um, YouTube search. It, it's a very big difference. You don't really notice it as much as playing video games nowadays, but then mm -hmm. it's there. But this time, this is more um, detailed. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny that we've come to a time that we're we're just happy to have um you know decent decent physics and some destructibility in the environment to now we're just getting the getting the visuals right as realistic as possible. If we're mm -hmm. living in a virtual if we're living in a in a uh simulation, what the hell is the rate for our simulation for the environment? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, so uh, Xbox Series X will will also support 8K gaming uh, mm -hmm. as well as rates uh, frame rates up to 120 frames per second. Uh, so that's pretty high. All right, so with that being said, it looks like Xbox is really trying to put a very powerful console out there to compete against uh, PlayStation. So mm -hmm. um, recently today, as of today, this morning or something like that, I think uh, GameStop started putting out um, the information for the PS5. And I think it, it's kind of a, a, a small leak. Mm -hmm. So uh, the, the leak uh, specs says that it's uh, full 8K TV support, which is mm -hmm. the, what they already announced. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, Xbox is able to get there on that uh, bandwagon. That's good. Uh, also has a bespoke eight core AMD chipset, which is pretty powerful. Um, 3D audio, uh, and it's got SSD storage. I don't know yeah. if it's soldered in or removable. I I'm not 100% sure. If it's removable, sure go ahead. No, I I'm sure they'll just have it expandable. I don't know if they want people messing with the internal, in in the insides of these uh, systems anymore. Yeah, um, but the thing with I I I think they won't solder them in because of the fact that um, the only time you need to solder something in is if you're trying to make something smaller or you're trying mm -hmm. to make it purposely where people can't upgrade, like the Apple products. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But other than that, I, I hopefully it's it's not soldered in and you're able to upgrade that. Uh, anyways. One very important thing about this uh, PlayStation 5 is that it's backward compatible with PS4 games and it's also compatible with PSVR hardware. So if you already have uh, um, a uh, uh, PSVR, you can use it on this new machine. And of course, already announces ray tracing capabilities, which I talked about in another one. So right now, with these specs from PlayStation, with the chipset, it kind of sounds like they can only do 9.2 teraflops. That's what okay. people are speculating with the specs that people are, are leaking out right now. Mm -hmm. But uh, even though their dev kit was 12 teraflops, 
this is still kind of early. So we don't know mm -hmm. if this is the final specs. Um, so this is kind of like a very crazy uh, hardware war going on right now. I, I really thought that, you know, PlayStation already topped it, but it looks like Xbox did some things and, and w was able to get it to 12 teraflops. Yeah, and this is something we talked about when we first started seeing the specs come out. Um, mm -hmm. <sighs> i put it. Do you think... Well, we, we confirmed it. The the hardware storage, about the 500 gigs, uh, 500 gigs, one, ter one terabyte, that's all just marketing at this point, right? Like, they, 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 like Xbox put that one terabyte for just to, just to have a spec that is not comparable to the PS5. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, really, these, I mean, these consoles are lasting at least 10 years now. Uh, so within, what, two, three years, we're going to be seeing uh, more cloud storage. And then, what, within, what, five, six years, we'll see, we'll be completely integrated to the cloud storage. Mm -hmm. um, That's true. And then with, you know, bandwidth getting, uh, with the uh, internet speed getting faster, I don't know. Do we... Do we really want to invest as much into a game console? <laughs> I don't know. I just really hope that this guy does something soon or else it's going to collect dust and... Uh... Oh, yeah. I have mine here, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's... I think we're getting into an environment where we're just really all playing in the same sandbox. And we're starting to see yeah. that now with the cross-platform play. Uh, I, I like Nintendo's reaction after uh, the whole PS PS5 and Xbox uh, specs came out. Uh, people, uh, there. Somebody interviewed uh, somebody from Nintendo and asked them, "Are are you concerned with the with these uh, next generation consoles?" To which Nintendo replied, "No." <laughs> <laughs> and the, yeah. I mean, the the reasoning is that their research shows that people own more than two consoles it, yeah. within a, within a couple of years. Like, it's a it's a it's a question about which one they buy first. But within two or three years, they're going to have two at least two consoles. Uh, and Nintendo's usually that second console. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's true. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's if if you're a hardcore PlayStation fan, you're not going to buy an Xbox right away. You're gonna, you know, what? I'm gonna play a little like Nintendo Switch. If you're a hardcore Xbox fan, I'm a, you're like, I'm not gonna play PlayStation. No, I'm a little Switch. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. which is what i did i got a little switch i we had the conversation i was debating between getting the playstation 4 or a switch and i ended up getting a switch and you're missing out so much yeah. <laughs> all right anton uh let's see here was that the last one yes it was all right anton, you ready to get into uh streaming yep let's get into streaming all right All right, Anton. So this past week and a half, two weeks, I had the chance to check out Lego Masters. Uh, it's hosted by Will Arnett, and it's available on Hulu. And it's a competition where they bring in teams of uh, Lego enthusiasts, engineers, mm -hmm. and just uh, everyday people to do challenges with Legos. And it is such a fun show, dude. I, I like it because it, it sounded the the concept sounded really boring, but I I did see the trailer. It looks really fun. You know what? I I think the trailer doesn't do it justice because Will mm -hmm. Arnett is very animated, uh, mm -hmm. in his uh a holeness, and yeah. if anybody has seen <laughs> anybody yeah. that has seen um uh Arrested Development, well, no, Job, <laughs> that that's kind of the per like. It, He's not an a-hole, but he's still that loud and arrogant. 
um, his voice uh, yeah makes that yeah. weird which oh my god dude I, I heard an interview with I, I can't remember if it was on uh, ID 10T or uh, if it was on the armchair expert I think it was armchair expert with um with Dax Shepard uh, he was on it and I can't believe he's been on he, he's had so much voiceover work like he's been like the do- the voice for Dodge for like the last 10 years mm-hmm. and also like, he, he was the voice for Batman yeah Batman like but like he's had like a lot of like he, he said like there's like at least a like a, a handful of companies where he's just been the go-to voiceover person and nobody knows it's him yeah um anyways so yeah Lego Masters so they do challenges I think the first one's very simple like they have to uh, build a theme park, uh, and one of the one of yeah, the things when simple. they build a theme park, yeah. And the thing is, like, it's it's pretty simple. Like, you know, you pick a theme, stuff like that. But they require to have one, at least one working roller coaster in their little park. Uh, and it's, I mean, as good as you are with Legos, dude. Uh, so many little pieces, something's yeah. bound to go wrong, and it's very it's very heartbreaking to see people working 12, 14 hours on these projects, and something goes wrong. And hey, it's, it's tough, hey, dude. Hey, at least you don't have to buy the pieces. <laughs> That's it, what made me yeah. jealous, dude. I'm like, oh, dude, like they're building all these cool things, but really, all those pieces probably cost like 500 bucks. Yeah, it, it's uh, unlimited Legos. <laughs> what can yeah. you build, dude? I would build a bunch of crazy shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, I mean, the second challenge they did was uh, they had to build uh, something dude, space dude, related. I would build a whole entire freaking house. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Legoland. Yeah. Uh yeah, they had a, the second the second episode was they had to build this like space themed uh structure or or thing for the sole purpose that they were going to destroy it. And mm. the, the you get points based on how well it explodes in slow motion. And it was they they randomly got assigned ways of being destroyed. So one was uh it gets destroyed by Will Arnett with a baseball bat. Uh, the second one was it gets dropped from a second floor, second story mm-hmm. floor, or four or three, it uh gets exploded. And so pretty much like they had people try to build these like big themes and then the inside was hollow and the purpose was to try to fill the inside with like as little pieces as possible. So when it explodes, it, you know, it, it shows more scattering pieces and the outside should also um shatter. And the winner for that competition was did an amazing job. Like when theirs hit the ground everything just like the de- like like uh, alderon <laughs> <laughs> wow uh it's it's hey, a fun that's show a dude very that. good uh, example <laughs> yeah exactly yeah uh yeah, that, that was that was a scale model mm-hmm. uh it's a it's a fun show uh i know some of the stuff gets more elaborate i think Lornette, they he gave one example that they had to build a bridge and mm-hmm. he was even he was surprised by how strong some of these bridges were like he said to one of them he actually was jumping up and down on and it would not break wow uh so I, can, I i i watched the show expecting to hate it or think it was stupid and actually loved it and made me want to like try to find my old lego sets <laughs> that, that's the whole right. purpose of this show is to make it, it work product <laughs> it wor- oh you know what and they also have like in between segments too where they have lego experts the ones like the guy that built that built um like Lego City, and then the woman that built the uh, Lego themed uh, toys for girls, uh, kind of give like tips about the engineering structure of it. Like, you know, what if they really want to have a strong structure or they want to do this, they need to you know they need to build it in this way in this fashion. So they they do like kind of analysis on it. So I loved it. Oh, it's interesting. Yep. Oh, okay, cool. So uh, I'll probably have to check that out. It sounds like it's really fun to watch. It's uh, a nice casual watch. 
Yeah. So another fun show that I checked out is uh, Lock and Key. So back in 2011, they did have a TV movie. Uh, I think mm-hmm. they were thinking about making multiple movies. Uh, but the first one wasn't that great. So fast forwarding to 2020, they have mm-hmm. a full on series. And uh, um, our friend Josias has been telling us about this for quite some time now. That who's mm-hmm. excited for this uh, this to come to light. And yeah, I finally got to check it out. It came out, I think, last week uh, as we were recording this uh, episode. And I'm going to have to say, this is probably one of my new favorite shows. It, I, I binge watched this show like, yeah, it was a pretty late night. I, <laughs> I've, I've heard great things. I'm actually, I was talking to my girlfriend. I'm torn between watching Lock and Key or watching that new show on Amazon called Hunters. So Amazon or, or or Netflix? Netflix, I think. Yeah, I think it's Netflix. Hunters. Uh, uh, yeah, I I heard very mixed things about it. Okay. So okay. I'd say okay. you should watch Lock and Key first. Okay. I also yeah. heard Lock and Key is dark. Yeah, Lock and Key is a graphic novel that my brother loved um, years ago, and then mm-hmm. uh, he he kind of stopped reading it when uh, <laughs> he he got married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like when, so, when they when he when he moved out and had his own place he kind of had at least some of his comic book behind because he knew he he knew he was gonna have space how which big i is have place yeah <laughs> it's a it's a two-bedroom apartment two two-bedroom okay. apartment uh, but i mean i still have them so i you know i can probably browse through the lock and key graphic novels now mm-hmm. oh i thought I, I thought he got a condo no 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 it's apartment no. it's still renting okay. yeah okay side is conversation he- Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, yeah, Lock and Key, dude. I freaking love this uh, series. Um, I can't wait until the next season. I, I think the way that they interpret it, uh, each um, uh, each character uh, and the cast is great. I, I, I really think the cast is really great, except for the mom. <laughs> the, the, the mom is kind of like uh, Winona Ryder in Stranger Things uh, for season uh... one. Like, you know, like the mom's like uh, um, sometimes overreacting or mm-hmm. either that, like people will watch the show and be like, man, that mom is so dumb. You know, like <laughs> those moments. Yeah, um, I actually but, I actually haven't seen the cast for this. So I'm kind of curious to see what how, how the kids are. Yeah, I, I like that. They're unknown actors. OK. Yeah, they've been on they've been around on, on different shows, but uh, uh, they've been more of like those uh, smaller ones. Got so. It. Yeah, seeing this, dude, I I freaking love it. Um, I'm excited to see how many more different keys there are. Uh, did mm. you read the graphic novel too? No, I didn't. I never got into it, so I I, okay, I have so, them. Just I haven't cracked them open. Yeah. So just a quick summary for people who are listening. This is a show about uh, these kids who uh, move into their family's uh, old mansion. Uh, it's not really a mansion. It's more like a a home and es- uh, estate. Yeah, estate. <laughs> so on this property, uh, it's in Massachusetts uh, by uh, um, the water. They're on like basically a cliff. And um, yeah, so these kids go into the house not knowing anything uh, about the, the history of the place. Um, they're trying to explore. And the youngest one keeps finding different keys. And each key does something different. And uh, they they basically kind of go on an, an adventure for each key. Like, uh, for example, one of the keys is the head key. So what it is, is uh, you would use that key to open up your mind. And you can go inside, you can see 
all the memories, you know, everything's organized in a certain way, just depending on the person. And the you can, yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of uh, very interesting to, you know, go in and see things, remember things. So basically, it's kind of like hacking your 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 head. Uh, mm. Another key is a really cool key, which is um, uh, a key that opens to any other door. So if you think of a door that you've seen before, you open it up, you're on that other side. Mon- so, Monsters, Inc. Yeah, so it's basically Monsters, <laughs> Inc. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's the cool thing about this show is there are almost infinite keys, which there isn't infinite keys. Um it just feels like, you know, the ideas can keep growing from this idea. Um, um, unless you find the infinite key key. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <we'll see. laughs> so, uh, yeah. One thing that I didn't know for the longest time, uh, I, I wasn't really like um, uh, deeply uh, on the rabbit hole trying mm-hmm. to figure out what this is all about. Uh, so this series is created by Joel Hill. Uh, which our friend has been, you know, telling us that, you know, this guy is not any ordinary guy. Um, mm. Well, he himself doesn't want to be ordinary, uh, like, you know, recognized, recognized. Yeah. So his name is Joe Hill, as people mm-hmm. know. Pe- pen name. Yeah, but that's just his pen name. His full name is Joe Hill King, mm-hmm. the son of Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Uh, which wrote many, many amazing novels. Yeah. Uh, so I think the whole family, uh, the King family, the whole entire family writes. They're all authors, and I think you know they're really great writers. And I think this yeah. is really good. good yeah, uh, uh, yeah. They're they're working on a uh, on a project together now. I forgot what it was. I think um, it, was, uh, it came out recently, right? Um, that one about hacking. Oh, it, in the tall grass. In the tall grass is what they're working. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's the the project they're working on together. Um, but yeah, I mean, he really just didn't. He he wanted to be you know recognized for his work, not just because of who his da- his dad was. So he he didn't want to be known as Stephen King's son in mm-hmm. in the li- literary world. So I I mean that this just shows that it worked. I mean, Lock and Key was a success. It was a popular graphic novel, mm-hmm. um, as well as his other writings and projects. So. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so thought. that's pretty much it for locking key for me. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, you know what? I'm going to ditch one of my topics for streaming. And since we're running long, which one would you pick next? Okay, I'm just going to go real quick with uh, uh, Good Doctor. Um, okay. Okay, so they finally got back on their winter uh, break. And, uh, dude, this show has shown so much emotion. Um, for the last couple of episodes... I think it's starting to get more into like the story where, uh, you know, do you accept a person who is autistic and yes. how would you like how bad can it get and how can you really get into that nitty gritty? Is this messed up for television or is it not? So we're getting to that part. Oh, like they're trying to push comfort levels. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. And another thing is, uh, I think, um, what's the main actor's name? I forgot. Um I know I I had it too, but yeah, Freddie Highmore. Yeah. yeah, so Bates- Freddie Bates- Highmore. Yeah, Bates- <laughs> uh, yeah. So when you, when you first watched the series, uh, I thought he was an okay actor. I mean, he's 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 there, but not fully there. But mm-hmm. watching it recently, like, dude, he's like full on into uh, this character. Like, he's he's really acting way beyond what you would expect uh, for mm-hmm. a uh, actor that's in this long series. 
But anyways, uh, I'm I'm still excited to see more of this uh, series. It's still going on. Uh, season's not over yet. But uh, yeah, kind of excited to see what's next. Cool. Yep. Sounds good. All right, Anton. Uh, I'm gonna shelve that one. And I know one of the other topics we want to talk about was um the uh, the Chef Show Part Three. Uh, but we'll <laughs> save it for next episode after I get to catch okay. up with it too. <laughs> okay, sounds good. All right, so you want to? I just want to go eat at some 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 of the places that they talked about in this uh this part three. So that that yeah. is one reason why I resisted watching it because I was giving up meat. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I know they're gonna, yeah. so, gonna show some oh, bomb bomb barbecuing or, or cooking here. So yeah, it right. makes me want to go to Vegas. Yeah. Good teaser, <laughs> good teaser. Yeah. All right, let's get into movies. Okay. So the weekend of February twenty first to the twenty third, uh, number one, we have Sonic the Hedgehog with Hawk Hog with twenty six point one million. Uh, number two, The Call of the Wild with twenty four point seven million. Birds of Prey number three with six point eight million. Uh, number four, Bad Boys for Life five point eight million. And number five, Bram's The Boy two with five point eight million also um damn dude i did not think harley quinn was getting was gonna get knocked out that quickly yeah i mean it, it has mixed reviews it it wasn't the movie that a lot of people were like hey you have to go see this movie so i think that's probably why it was interesting mm-hmm. uh yeah and then call the wild kind of snuck up on me this is on with a uh, harrison ford uh based on the novel that a lot of junior high high school students read it's signed mm-hmm. signed reading for some schools or some uh mm-hmm. classes uh, uh I, I thought the whole animation of the dogs and stuff were kind of fake yeah. looking from the trailers it's like uh, i don't know yeah and i mean gay to harrison ford um sucks that he's not gonna do indiana jones but i i don't know i really don't know what audiences is going for is it just going for wait wait like, wait, wait wait what <clears throat> oh he, uh the harrison ford does not want to do indiana jones and what then are you Steve, and, and then uh <clears throat> and then uh what's his name um uh steven spielberg is also walking away <laughs> Oh, is that is that w- w- what they said recently? Uh, Steven Spielberg has confirmed that he is not long he's no longer going to direct Indiana Jones or any future ones. He said it's because he wants to step away and l- allow other uh, uh, directors to have a go at the franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harrison Ford has said there is no Indiana Jones without me. <laughs> there will never there won't be another Indiana Jones after me. <laughs> So, considering Harrison Ford's what, 70, 80? Mm-hmm. Can he really pull another Indiana Jones movie? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, they, they, they already had a script, but I guess it, it didn't work out. Uh, didn't didn't work out. And I think the fact that mm-hmm. the, the the guy that brought it to life is saying, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm going to walk through this one. You, you guys want to direct yeah. this one? You can have it. I'm not, I'm not going to touch this. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I think James Mangold is is probably gonna replace him and uh, direct it. So yeah, uh, I love Indiana Jones. Crystal Skull was weird cinematically and story wise, but I still like Indiana Jones, man. Um, mm-hmm. Don't know how it's gonna be like when he and okay and Crystal Skull and uh, Harrison Ford was already moving slow uh, to begin with during the action scenes. Like oh, yeah. he he got hit and fell, and you legit thought he broke a bone. <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah he, he's, so anyways. he's a little trembling there when he's standing up and stuff so yeah anyways so uh this uh, uh two days ago on tuesday i went to go watch sonic with my girlfriend 
Uh, for those who don't know, after discovering a small blue fast hedgehog, a small town police officer must help help it defeat an evil genius who wants to do experiments on it. Uh, this is based on the Sega game uh, by the same name, Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, dude, how put it? If we thought Detective Pikachu broke the video game curse, this for sure broke the video game curse. It is was. It's. I liked it better than Detective Pikachu, and you know how oh, much wow. I'm a Pokemon fan. <laughs> Uh, uh, first of all, Ben Schwartz, uh, who, from Parks and Rec, uh, who does the voice of Sonic, his sarcasm, his tone, he nails it, dude. Like, he, he, he is Sonic. Uh, James Mars- Marsden, uh, best known for playing Cyclops in X-Men, uh, plays Tom Mikowski, who's the cop. Uh, I really didn't know him as an actor and how, you know, other than him being Cyclops and a few other, like, small random roles I've seen him in. But he has a he has some great comedy timing. Uh, his facial reactions, he sells it. So him and and Ben Schwartz are good buddy combination in this. And then to top it off, Jim Carrey, and for some goddamn reason you guys don't know who that is, it's The Truman Show, The Mask, Liar Liar, Ace Ventura, pretty much anything, uh, plays Dr. Robotnik. This is the Jim Carrey we grew up with, dude. This is the okay. fun, physical comedy Jim Carrey not going too dramatic, not going too over like pushing and pushing or being artistic. This is him being fun. Uh think Ace Ventura level physical comedy with some Truman show sarcasm. Yeah, so I, I like the old Jim Carrey where he's funny, but like it it's for that specific scene. Like it's meant to be funny for that. Like, I know there's a lot of movies out there that he's been in later on where he's, like, over the top and it, it felt, like, uh, forced, you know? Like, uh, he, he's w- just trying to do it because he feels like that's the moment to do it, but this is more, like, scripted and it's it feels like it's meant to be like that. Yeah, like, in the, in the movie Kick-Ass mm-hmm. too. I didn't know that was freaking Jim Carrey. <laughs> he played oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like yeah. that. Like, I mean, he looks so familiar, but I didn't recognize him. Uh, no, dude, this one, it was fun. It's, I mean, there's a scene where he's in his lab and it's a good solid five minutes of him just kind of being like a, uh, orchestra leader, just going with the flow of the music as he works. He's like swiveling back and forth between his chair and looking at different monitors. And then at some point he gets into the music and he starts like gets up and starts dancing. And then he has this projector showing different backgrounds that he plays mm-hmm. around with and he just he gets into it dude and uh one thing this movie does is that it sneaks in a lot of adult jokes uh <laughs> but not bad enough to where like kids will kind of question it it's legitimate mm-hmm. parents going wait did he just say that um <laughs> <laughs> there's a uh, there's a line well for, first of all in that scene where he's dancing uh he does a little like he grabs the pole and does a little dip like a little stripper move Mm-hmm. <laughs> kids will not know what that is that's just him yeah. dancing uh there's another part where he's yelling at a military guy uh telling him that uh all he's go- uh, uh call it? he oh how do you phrase it it's same people saying like oh like uh you're you're a sack you're a sack of crap pretty much kind of thing and then uh finishes by saying uh he deploys his drone his drones and he goes this is what comes out of my sack and i'm like <laughs> did he just make a sperm joke <laughs> <laughs> uh it's it's if you don't want to watch it for for ben schwartz and uh and james marston 
having fun doing a buddy comedy. Watch it for freaking Jim Carrey, dude. It, it's nice to see him back to the type of comedy we know him and and grew up with. It, it's just it's awesome, dude. Uh, there was yeah. no lull in this movie that I can think of. I, I would really give this movie four point seven five. This is an easy A minus. Wow. Yeah. Four point seven five is pretty high. It's A A minus, yeah. dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of James Marsden. Uh, I really think that you know there needs to be a breakout role for him in a serious movie because I think he's a such a, a great actor. Um, but he keeps going for these roles where he's uh, either doing like a, a, a comedy or a kids movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, for example, like uh, he's in Westworld. And when I first saw him in Westworld, I'm like, yes, you know, like maybe he's getting, a, you know, a redemption for, you know, uh, not being in such big movies where he's the main character. Um, and he's. Uh, he keeps getting killed throughout mm. the whole entire show over and over and over again. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see him in a good movie, mm-hmm. but I just want more from this guy, you know? I, I want to hear your take on this one. Uh, the, the, well, and I, I misspoke, so I, I actually, I'll, I'll bring this down to 4.5. I said A minus, and 4.75 would bring it to a mid, mid-level mid A. So okay. 4.5. Four, um so a minus on that one um there's something else i wanted to say oh yeah the the only real like weak points for me were some four story elements Mm -hmm. but then again there's no real story to sonic other than he's a hedgehog and he lives on an island where he spins around and destroys things and collects coins and rings um it's i mean like like, that's that's the thing like i had to kind of keep in mind i'm like is that what that's for? Oh, okay. I'll put it this way. The the rings that he collects and he keeps a sack of, they're teleporters. Yeah, makes sense. It's in the game. It's in the game? That's how you teleport. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, it's you teleport to the pin pinball world and stuff. Oh, maybe the later games, but not the Sega. It's not yeah. the Sega one I remember. Um, but yeah. No, that, uh, no, like you need to play like uh, um, the the newer versions yeah. like, as it goes on, progresses. Yeah. 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 Uh yeah, it's 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 fun, dude, and uh, and uh, I'm happy that they redesigned Sonic because if they didn't redesign him, that would be the major down point drawback. of the movie. Yeah, the yeah. drawback of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think so- Sony, not Sony. Uh, was it Sony? Yeah, Sony. Sony knew what they had, and they said people are gonna love it. Let's just redesign it so we can actually have success here. Yeah, that was the original design though before. Uh, yeah, that later the stupid came out. fallout. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that that was that was released. This was <laughs> the design we saw was a revision based on what some executive gave feedback on, and then yeah. the reason they get they got the redesign so quickly back was because they already had the original design for that. Yeah, uh, yeah, dude, uh, check it out. Let me know what you think, and uh, either text me or we'll talk about it next episode. Yeah, I do have something that I want to ask you, but I'll ask you after the show because uh, it's a spoiler for Sonic, and I don't want to talk about it right now. There is an after credit yeah. scene. No, we'll talk about it later. Okay. But anyways, All right, <laughs> that's pretty much it, right? Yes. If people want to continue making us a success, how can they do that, Anton? They can do that by going to our website at www.the2oc.com. Uh, go to our store, buy a t-shirt, buy a hat that you're wearing right now, and uh, maybe some stickers. And if there was something that we talked about on the show or on our Instagram or anywhere on our social media, any of the links takes them to Amazon, mm-hmm. and it gives us a little kickback. Yep, yep. 
Uh, and you can also follow us on social media at the two will see on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I probably said that about three times during the show. Or you can send us an email at mail at the two will Uh, quick shout out to Josiah's and the Comic Syndicate. Um, thank you for shouting us out in a recent episode. Appreciate that. Always appreciate a good shout out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Also, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this episode is also sponsored by Audible. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash the TOC. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from, and you can use it on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player if you have one of those. So uh, this week, I would be recommending uh, Stephen King's The Institute. It is one of his most recent books that was released, and it's about hacking. Ooh. That's all I'm going to say. It gets very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's kind of different for Stephen King. So yeah, hope you like it. Uh, I'll throw in a quick recommendation. Uh, something a little bit throwback here, but uh, World War Z. Uh, I was recently talking to my girlfriend about it. I told her how much I love the book. Uh, she said she felt kind of okay about the movie. And I'm like, no, 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 no. The book is totally different. The book is a, a, a collection of stories from the outbreak after it's contained. It's, it's not an action hero. Brad Pitt is not supposed to be an action hero. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's a, it's an awesome listen. You're you're kind of hearing interviews, uh, and it, it's an amazing cast uh, that does the voices. You got Alan Alda, John Turturro, Bob Rob Reiner. Uh, you know, Max Brook called in a lot of favors from his friends to to mm-hmm. to voice this audiobook. Uh, so World War Z. Okay. All right, Anton. All right. Uh, is that it? Yep, that's it. Let's wrap it up. All right. Uh, for the 2OC, I'm Al Flores. Now I'm Anton Duarte. See you guys. Later.